Hello everyone and welcome to Chem Talk, the show covering news in chemistry and other subjects that might or might not be related. I'm your host Nicholas Bishop and today I will be talking about the treatment of sexual attraction and gender fluidity in the cult rock musical Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Before I start I want to make a disclaimer. I will be referring to Hedwig using she and her pronouns due to the ambiguous nature of the gender transition she eventually goes through. She was born male, but out of respect for the listeners, I will have no need to mention her birth name. Now, on to the show. Hedwig and the Angry Inch premiered off-Broadway in 1998 and was later adapted to film in 2001. Both feature John Cameron Mitchell as the titular character and Stephen Trask as composer and lyricist. They both met in the Squeezebox Club in New York City, which was well known for hosting drag queen singing punk rock tunes. Trask was music director at this club. Mitchell was surprised at the idea of how drag was not accepted the same way it has been in various parts of the world. In an interview with the Washington Post, he states, I was learning from the gender-bending queens of the club scene, just watching in awe and wondering why they weren't stars. He continues, cross-gender performance is an ancient tradition. He pitched the idea of a trans rock star who grew up in East Berlin and then moved to the U.S. for the hope of becoming famous. Trast accepted it, and thus... Hedwig and the Angry Inch was born. Hedwig is threatening to sue Tommy Gnosis for stealing his music. Gnosis is a fellow rock star who got famous by luck. More on that later. Besides that, there's not much else to the narrative. The musical is an autobiography on Hedwig's life, which was based on a collage of Mitchell's life. For example, his dad was a commander in East Berlin during the Cold War. Also, there's the image of a German prostitute, which was the source for the character of Hedwig. His main artistic influences were Plato's Symposium and Classic Rock, which was the basis for the musical's most pivotal song. The earth was still flat Clouds made of fire And mountains stretched up to the sky Sometimes higher Folks roamed the earth Like big rolling kegs They had two sets of arms They had two sets of legs They had two faces peering Out of one giant head So they could watch all around sounds more like David Bowie than it does ACDC. There are harmonies during the chorus provided by Yitchak, one of the band's backup singers. What's interesting here is the notion of three sexes. 
children of the sun, which are two men conjoined together. Then there's the children of the earth, which are two women conjoined together. And the children of the moon, which is part man and part woman. At three minutes, the volumes turned up as the children all split and the polyphonic texture of the drums, lead, and rhythm guitar collide. In this song, Hedwig makes an allusion to Plato's aforementioned writing, particularly the myth of Aristophanes, the quote being, He is by nature neither mortal nor immortal, but alive and flourishing at one moment when he is in plenty, and dead at another moment, and again alive by reason of his father's nature. Gnosis asks Hedwig whether or not she believes that love is immortal. Contrary to Plato's perspective, she does. Her going around and hooking up with other people doesn't demonstrate how that can be the case. Following this, there is a moment where Hedwig directly quotes from Lou Reed's Walk on the Wild Side, particularly the phrase, and the color girls go do, 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 you know, what that's from. This song was symbolic of homosexuality in the early 1970s. After a riot near the Berlin Wall, Hedwig's left naked in the rubble. Luther, a soldier in the Cold War, mistakes Hedwig for a woman. She's still a guy at this point. He treats her well by giving her candy. The two fall in love, get married, and move to Kansas. This motivates Hedwig to change her sex in order to deepen their relationship. My sex change operation got botched. My guardian angel fell asleep on the watch. Now all I've got is a Bobby doll crotch. I've got an angry inch. some spoken word, and screaming involved, a typical quality of hardcore music. Angry Inch goes to show that punk is a defiance of the formalities that musicians and Broadway actors have to deal with. They don't need to be vocally trained or study music theory, but they do need to know how to play simple riffs and licks. Now, Angry Inch refers to Hedwig's backing band as well as her crotch. The line six inches forward, five inches back, makes it obvious what she's pointing out. This song is a treatise on her confidence as a woman, but also the pain and trauma that was consequential of the botched sex change operation. Earlier I mentioned that Tommy was stealing her music. The truth of the matter is, Hedwig and Tommy wrote music together. 
they were good friends. Later on, she got envious at the fact that she is not able to get a crowd while Tommy is attracting many. There's a particular moment later on in the musical where the romance gets heavy. The music halts for this moment. It's important to note that Tommy, like John Cameron Mitchell, was raised Catholic, and Catholicism doesn't view transgenderism favorably. He accuses her of lying about her identity and walks out on her. Something else that was emblematic of Hedwig's androgynous figure is the song Midnight Radio, which is a celebration of women in rock and roll history. The irony here being that her male form is unmasked as she only leaves her leather shorts on. For its time, Hedwig and the Angry Inch broke the boundaries of conventional gender expression on Broadway. Even though it was not intended to be political, people started to take transgender issues more seriously. We can appreciate the flaws of Hedwig and her journey in becoming a woman. Miriam Shore, in an interview with The Rolling Stone decades later, mentioned that Hedwig and the Angry Inch was a success because they chose to deal with a million subjects that people don't always want to deal with, like gender identity, and because they chose to make it uncomfortable in a great way and prickly. What was rock for rock's sake ended up being a smash hit Lou Reed and David Bowie would come to adorn. The fact that Hedwig played an effort in furthering equality was a bonus. Thank you all for listening, and don't forget to be mindful when mixing toxic chemicals.